this end of life episode 81 i'm jessica duffin and this podcast is all about living and thriving with endometriosis as always this podcast isn't intended to replace your current treatment and is for educational purposes only as always i want to thank our first sponsor today bu these guys are the makers of the incredible period patches that i love and also a beautiful organic cbd range menstrual cup and chafing cream and they really are one of the pioneers of natural and really quite revolutionary period care, in my opinion. I have seen these period patches change people's experience of their periods so dramatically and their experience of endometriosis so dramatically. And they are really one of the first things that I recommend to my clients if my clients are going through a flare-up or it's taken a while for their symptoms to calm down and for us to implement changes. I still want to provide my clients with something that's going to provide relief, you know, in that current moment. And I always recommend BU period patches because I just believe in them so much and they have helped me so much and they're natural and it's just when you are so commonly faced with all of these different drugs that can have side effects, um, they have their place, but sometimes you just want a more uh, side effect free option. So um, I absolutely love these patches. They've been helping me through a interstitial cystitis flare up that I've been going through recently. You can find out all about that on Instagram. (laughs) Um, And If you want to try the BU patches for yourself, you can just head to the link in my show notes or go straight to their website, which is buonline.co.uk. So that's B-E-Y-O-U online.co.uk. If you are in the US or in Canada, you can actually also order your BU patches from Cult Beauty and they will ship to the US or to Canada. So that's cultbeauty.co.uk. Let me know how you get on with them. I just wanted to give a shout out to my lovely new sponsors and fellow endo queens, Semaine. Semaine is a natural plant-based supplement designed by twin sisters of endo, Catherine and Lauren. They've been on the show before. If you want to go back and have a listen, it is episode 61. The supplement is designed to reduce inflammation and pain signals during our period and taken over several months works to reduce cumulative inflammation which is so common in people with endometriosis. Semaine is made up of nine natural ingredients which have been shown in studies to reduce pain and inflammation in people with endo or painful periods. Semaine even studied the effectiveness of their supplement and found that people who tried Semaine experienced a 90% reduction in bloating, 70% had reduced pelvic pain and 50% felt less overwhelmed and anxious, which is crazy. I would, I'm so excited to receive my, my bottle. Um, okay. If you want to try Semaine, they are currently offering 15% off with your first order and they deliver worldwide. The link is in my show notes or you can just head to www.semainehealth.com. That's S-E-M-A-I-N-E. I would love to hear how you get on with them.
So I'm very excited because on Sunday I can start eating kind of normally, like my version of normal. Um, and if you guys have been following me on Instagram, you will know I've been doing a low oxalate and low histamine elimination diet for about five weeks um, for my painful bladder syndrome or interstitial cystitis. A lot of my symptoms have improved, but not so much the bladder pain. I was getting heart palpitations, chest pain, racing heart, um, swelling, and those have pretty much disappeared. Um, so that's amazing. The bladder pain, I really strongly feel is related to hydrogen sulfide SIBO, or maybe that there's a chronic undiagnosed infection, which can be the case in people with painful bladder syndrome, because what happens is an old infection sort of buries down into the lining. And then as the cells of the lining shed, as they renew over time, the kind of infection comes out again. But I think it's more hydrogen sulfide SIBO. So that's the route that we are now going down. But histamine and oxalates definitely have an effect on my bladder pain, 100%, and I react to them. So I'm going to be bringing in um, some antihistamine foods and antihistamine supplements and seeing how I get on um, because eating this way in the long term is not sustainable and not advisable either because it's so restricted. So, um, yeah, just very happy about that, that I can eat a bit more soon. Um, and excited really to go and work out what the next steps are. One of my major goals this year is, um, to get on top of my bladder pain and basically get it to the point that I got my endometriosis pain, which is, you know, pretty much non-existent unless I'm not looking after myself. And I've done it before with endo and I know I can do it with the bladder pain, but um, I'm at, you know, the beginning of that journey. So it's going to take some time. And I guess I'm, you know, I'm lucky because I have studied this and I'm studying SIBO right now. And my you know, tutor is my nutritionist. So um, I'm lucky because together we're sort of working it out and um, investigating my health together. We're being detectives together. So that has been really helpful. Anyway, I just wanted to share because, yeah, I'm excited about that. So today's episode is another one of my Facebook lives. Um, let me know if you like these episodes. Um, I'd be really interested to hear um, yeah, if you find them helpful or if you just prefer me to kind of speak into the mic um, and record an episode that way. I'm not going to go into the episode too much because I talk about it in the, you know, in the recording. But this episode is all about how to reduce fatigue, reduce endometriosis symptoms and reduce estrogen dominance through blood sugar balancing and specifically because this is a challenge uh the facebook challenge um it's all about doing that with your breakfast first thing in the morning so that you begin to create stability for the rest of your day um so that's the challenge for march and in this video i'm talking about all the reasons why it's so important to balance your blood sugar um from stabilizing energy and combating fatigue to reducing and regulating inflammation, 
um, to leveling out your hormones so you have enough progesterone and not too much estrogen to reducing endometriosis symptoms like pain, fatigue and hormonal imbalances and even getting on top of insomnia if that's something that's um, affecting you. So there are lots of reasons why balancing your blood sugar is really important and I really dive into these in the episode and I also break down how to create a blood sugar balancing breakfast and really a meal. I give you the foundations for creating a blood sugar balancing meal and then ideas for what to eat in the mornings and I've got a cheat sheet as well which you can download and keep on your phone or print off, stick on your fridge Um, and that gives you a breakdown of what's in the episode in a really simple way so you can take it food shopping with you or just have it on your fridge when you are making your breakfast. Also just a reminder that I am currently taking on new coaches for my second cohort of one-to-one coaching. Owning your endo life coaching program is beginning in mid-April and if you're interested in having a bit more support rather than kind of trying to piece together information but having someone to walk alongside you and create a plan with you for managing your endo then you might be interested in the coaching program i'm currently offering 300 pounds off for anyone who signs up in march and this coming week uh, i have so that's the week of the 16th i have five consultation spots left available so if you wanted to chat to me tell me what's been going on for you and hear a bit more about the program. The consultation calls are free and they're an hour long. And if I don't think that, you know, I'm the right coach for you or it's not something that's right for you at the moment, then I will still send you lots of resources that you can get started with. Coaching will help you to optimize your energy levels and combat fatigue, minimize or even eliminate pelvic pain and period pain enhance your brain health and really reduce brain fog, heal your gut and beat endo belly, you know, resolve hormonal imbalances and strengthen detoxification pathways so that you're actually eliminating old and excess hormones properly. So if you're interested, the link is in the show notes to my website and how to apply, or you can just directly email me at hello at thisendolife.com. My website is www.thisendolife.com and to get directly to the endo coaching, just add forward slash endometriosis hyphen health hyphen coaching. Anyway, let's get to the episode. I really hope you enjoy this. Please let me know what you guys think about these live calls and if you want to hear more of them. And of course, if you want to join the group, it's free and the link is in the show notes as well. So yeah, this month's challenge is about creating blood sugar stabilizing um, breakfasts every day of the week. Um, And once you get the hang of it, it's really, really simple. Um, And it only has to have, you know, you only have to make small changes. And if every day of the week feels too much for you, it could be that you do it three days a week in the first week, and then the next week you do four days. Um, or you start the weekends. It's completely up to you how you tailor it. But what we want to do is start to create a habit, a routine that you just think that way. Like now when I make 
food, I always think about balancing my blood sugar. So why is this important? Blood sugar is in a simple, kind of give you a simple science lesson. When we eat carbohydrates, now carbohydrates are in the form of things like starches, like rice and potatoes, but also in the forms of vegetables and some and fruits um, and nuts and seeds. And some veggies will have higher levels of um, carbohydrates and some will have lower levels. So if you think about something like carrots, beetroot, um, kind of root veggies, they have higher levels of carbohydrates um, versus something like a courgette or cucumber. Now, carbohydrates break down in the body into glucose. And depending on the type of carbohydrate, they either break down really quickly or much at a much slower rate. So refined carbohydrates, you've probably heard a lot about those over the years. Uh, refined carbohydrates will break down into the body into glucose at a much quicker rate then whole foods like complex carbohydrates. So when we say complex carbohydrates, we mean sweet potatoes, brown rice, vegetables, um, low glycemic fruits. Um, so they all break down in the um, body and release glucose in a shorter, in a, sorry, a longer time frame. So you get a steady release of glucose. So when we eat either refined carbohydrates or a big portion of carbohydrates that aren't, they're not being slowed down by anything else, so there's no fat or protein to slow down the process, then what happens is we get a blood sugar spike. So the glucose gets converted into glucose very quickly, the carbohydrates get converted into glucose very quickly, and they go to our bloodstream very quickly. And then we have a hormone called insulin. And this hormone, its job is to basically like, imagine like a train. Its job is to pick up the glucose and shuttle it through the body to the heart, to the brain, to the organs that need the glucose to make energy. Um, and insulin should be released um, at, you know, a healthy level, um, in good, you know, healthy quantities. Now, if you have suddenly got loads of sugar in your bloodstream because you ate a pack of Haribo's or you just had um, a really big bowl of instant quick oats, you get all of this glucose in your bloodstream and the insulin gets pumped out, like loads of insulin gets pumped out. And your, blood, your body tends to overestimate the amount of insulin it needs because it's sort of like panicking, like, oh my gosh, we've got loads of glucose in the bloodstream. There has to be a reason, we're probably under stress, we're under attack, we need to get this glucose into the muscles so we can run from that line. That is the old caveman thinking in our body, right? We haven't evolved that much in terms of our biochemistry. We haven't really evolved in that way, yet our lifestyles have changed completely. We're no longer being chased, right, by tigers and stuff. But our body is like, why are you pumping me full of glucose? I guess I have to do something with it and do something with it fast. All of this glucose gets shuttled to our cells and that will end up being stored in fat or in the liver if we're not using it. Um, and what happens is we get this really big peak. So you know when, imagine you've eaten like a big bar of chocolate or ice cream or something, you tend to go up. Right? Your blood sugar goes up and you might feel a little bit erratic, a bit crazy, a bit jittery, uh, a bit hyper. 
and then you come down. So have you ever eaten like a big bowl of pasta and then an hour later you're like really hungry? That's because you've gone up and then you've gone straight back down because the insulin has gone, oh, glucose, and takes it all away. So our blood sugar drops dramatically. So there's no stability there. It's just this yo-yo. You'll hit the floor, basically. Your blood sugar will drop. You'll be shaky. You'll be irritable. You'll be hangry. You'll be hungry for carbs, caffeine, sugar, all the things. And it just creates really inconsistent levels of energy. So that is why when we don't have stable blood sugar, we start to experience a lot of fatigue and why we feel like we're dipping, especially around like mid-afternoon or mid-morning. Um, often think about the times that you have your meals, you know, you have your lunch and then you, you sorry, you have your breakfast and then you dip and you have your lunch and then you dip. So that's one of the reasons why unstable um, blood sugar can affect your fatigue. And when I, I have done so much to manage my fatigue, massive amounts. Changing the way that I ate to optimize blood sugar was literally the biggest changer for me, the biggest game changer for me. Um, so that's just something to think about. It makes such a difference to fatigue. It creates stable energy levels. It's just so, so important for energy production. The other reason, well, reasons why this is so important is because when we have high blood sugar levels or even low blood sugar levels, like too low, our body perceives these as stressor. And so what it does, you know, as we all know with stress, is our body releases cortisol. Cortisol is a stress hormone, so it prepares our body for flight or fight. So when we're stressed, our body is like we're under attack in some form. We need to either fight it or we need to run from it. And so it releases cortisol because it finds this event stressful. And cortisol is a hormone that our body prioritizes. Our body prioritizes cortisol over our sex hormones. And cortisol, and in very, very simple terms, cortisol and progesterone sort of compete for the same cell receptors. So cortisol wins because progesterone is a sex hormone and your body is like, we don't need to make babies when we're stressed. Something is going wrong. This is not, it's not a safe environment for you to be having babies. So our body allows cortisol to win because it's like to survive, you need the cortisol. The cortisol is going to get you out of this situation. It's going to get you to run from the tiger. Cortisol wins out and the brakes are put on progesterone. Now, what that means is that in the short term, that's fine. If we are just experiencing a little bit of acute stress that doesn't last for very long, that's fine. We're designed to deal with that. When it's chronic, like it often is in this day and age, like we look at Instagram and it stresses us out. And when we are going through chronic um, blood sugar ups and downs, we're under chronic stress. And that can result in the brakes being, you know, put down on progesterone all the time. And so we end up having low progesterone and that can cause lots of symptoms, um, irregular cycles, PMS, low mood, anxiety, um, amongst other things. And on top of that, it leads to an estrogen dominant situation because the ratio of estrogen to progesterone is out 
progesterone is too low for what it should be. So as a result, we get this estrogen dominance situation and we know that not every, not all endocells, but many endocells are estrogen driven. So they are fed of estrogen, they will grow from estrogen. So when we have a estrogen dominant situation, it means that there's no progesterone to basically buffer the reaction of estrogen. Estrogen can just do what it wants. So that can increase the endometriosis growth. And of course, we know that endometriosis comes coupled with fatigue. So that's going to increase fatigue, it's going to increase pain, it's going to increase endo growth in many of us. Just a reminder that this episode is sponsored by BU. BU make natural, organic products to help us to manage our periods, sleep well, and achieve a greater sense of well-being. Their product line is expanding all the time with just amazing products that I, I love. I'm so happy that this company exists because they're natural for a start. And they really focus on menstrual well-being. And that's just so important to me. They have a CBD balm, CBD drops, CBD sprays um, that can all help you to manage your um, menstrual pain. They have patches which you can use during the beginning of your period and the lead up to your period to soothe pain and the endometriosis community love them. There's also the sleep pillow mist. So if you're really trying to improve your sleep or you're trying to reduce levels of anxiety when you're sleeping, the sleep pillow mist is just full of soothing essential oils to help with that. They have a menstrual cup now and a menstrual cup foaming cleanser. Um, so if you can wear menstrual cups, then I totally recommend BU. Their cup is made with um, 100% soft medical grade silicone. There's no PPA, no latex, no dye. As I said, all of their products are natural. The company are really committed to women's rights, menstrual health and good quality products and I mean obviously I know them personally because they're my sponsors and they're just a lovely company to support. So if you're interested in having a look at their range the link is in my show notes. Um, I would love to hear what you think and how you get on with them. Be you. Start soothing period cramps a natural way. This episode is also sponsored by my free endometriosis diet grocery list. This download gives you basically a lowdown of what I eat every week on um, a monthly basis and my personal take on the endometriosis diet. It's not a protocol, set protocol that you have to or should follow, but it is here to serve you, give you inspiration and help you see what eating for endometriosis might look like in real life. It's there for you to kind of take inspiration from and help you put your own approach together. To download it, just head to my show notes and follow the link to get your free copy. The other way it can affect estrogen is because insulin increases the activity of an enzyme that basically converts testosterone to estrogen and it increases that enzyme so then lots of estrogen can be made and what is even more ironic about this situation is that it also stimulates the ovaries to make testosterone or at least the precursor to, to testosterone 
And so that, there's now more testosterone in the body and that can now be converted into estrogen because there's this enzyme going around taking all of the testosterone and converting it into estrogen. So then we have high estrogen levels. Not only are we estrogen dominant, we have high estrogen levels. So that's how blood sugar imbalances can create hormonal imbalances and can cause um, you know, worse PMS, depression, anxiety, tender breasts, fatigue, um, lots of basically lots of hormonal issues and worsening endo symptoms. Then another point with blood sugar balance imbalance is that these surges of glucose actually cause higher levels of inflammation in our bodies. And we know that inflammation not only worsens symptoms of endometriosis in terms of pain, so more inflammation causes more pain, but it also encourages endogrowth. The there's um chemicals are kind of like hormones called prostaglandins and some of them are anti-inflammatory and some of them are inflammatory and the inflammatory ones can actually encourage endometriosis growth so inflammation and endometriosis are kind of best friends in that sense so we want to be lowering our inflammation levels and if we've got constant blood sugar imbalances then that is going to be affecting um, our inflammation levels and the final reason is that the Blood sugar, uh, once it gets converted into glucose and it gets shuttled off to the different organs in our bodies, can actually impair the body's ability to remove excess hormones because the body is storing the glucose in the liver as fat and that can create, you know, fatty liver situation and just impair the body's ability to get rid of um, estrogen as well, just slows down function. So there's a lot going on with blood sugar and hormones. And really that's just the tip of the iceberg and some of the ways that's most applicable to endometriosis. So firstly, it's gonna create unstable um, energy levels. You're gonna have lots of dips, lots of crashes, and you're just not gonna feel your best. And in fact, if you tend to eat a lot of sugar or high carb foods before bed, then that will disturb your sleep pattern as well. So if you find that you have insomnia, it might be something to do with um, your blood sugar. And then the cortisol release, because of these situations, because of the blood sugar dips or highs, can create low progesterone and a high estrogen situation. Um, and then finally, it can impair your liver's ability to detoxify excess hormones or old hormones, including any hormones from the environment that have been kind of added to the environment in the form of toxins um, or added hormones to meat. So it creates basically a scenario that is harder for us, for our bodies to deal with. It puts our body under stress, it affects our hormones and it can worsen fatigue and our endometriosis. So it's very hard once you're on that blood sugar roller coaster to stabilize it. Once you've had that dip, you tend to feel unstable all day because you'll reach for foods that are going to um, fix that blood sugar quickly. So you might reach for a high sugar food or a high carb food, and then you go back up and then you go back down and then you go back up. So one way to really get on top of this is to start your day with a blood sugar balancing meal. And that's what 
this month's challenge is all about because you're stabilizing your energy levels and you're stabilizing your blood sugar for the rest of the day. So you'll be less likely to be like, oh, I need coffee, I need sugar, or I'm having a bad fatigue day because you're setting yourself up in the best way possible. So to create a blood sugar friendly meal, you need to have four things. Complex carbohydrates. So when you say complex carbohydrates, that could include something like um, butternut squash, sweet potato, brown rice, quinoa, buckwheat, um, pumpkin. So think kind of starchy complex carbs. Um, protein. So that can be animal protein in the form of eggs, fatty fish, uh, lean, organic, pasture-raised pasture um, protein. Um, or beans, nuts and seeds. If you're going to just have nuts and seeds, that's not really going to be enough. You're going to need to have some beans there as well, or lentils or, you know, legumes. Um, good fats, so olive oil, coconut oil, avocado, olives, um, and nuts and seeds. They are nut, nut butters, also count as fats. Um, and then fibre in the form of vegetables, lots of vegetables, and fruit where appropriate ideally low gi fruits are more helpful on an anti-inflammatory diet just because they're lowering sugar and they're going to be uh, releasing glucose at a much slower rate so when you're making your breakfast think about getting all of those four in and if you want to kind of go a bit further with that um imagine your plate and really what we're aiming for is half the plate so 50% of the plate is um, the fiber, so the fruits or the vegetables. Ideally, we want to lean towards the vegetables more, but in the morning you might want like berries, like low sugar berries. Um, then you want the other 25%, so I think the other quarter of the plate, to be the protein source. And then you want the last quarter, so the last 25%, to be split between good fats and a complex carbohydrate. So, you know, you can think about having um, for breakfast some salmon with some sweet potato and avocado and spinach and asparagus, for example. If you want something quick, you could go for a really fiber rich overnight oats and so not using like quick oats because they digest really quickly, but using like pinhead oats or steel cut oats. So they're much more fibrous and they're going to slow, they're going to release slowly and, you know, have lots of low sugar berries in there, some nut butter, some chia seeds, seeds on top, use like maybe some coconut yogurt or some almond yogurt. So you're getting in some fats in there, you're getting in some protein and then, you know, add in a scoop of um, organic protein powder to make sure you're getting that protein in or just have a protein shake on the side. Um, so you could do the same with an egg. You could have an egg with like spinach or kale, or avocado. Maybe you want to have some steamed butternut squash there. Um, so, you know, you can experiment. Savory breakfasts are more filling, they're more um, stabilizing, but um, you can totally do a blood sugar balance in breakfast on something a little bit more um, traditional breakfasty. If you are um, interested in doing the challenge and you want to learn more, then I have a free 
download sheet that is in the email and it's also in the Facebook group. So if you look for the email copy, you can just click on the link in that and it will take you to the download. And that gives you a kind of printable cheat sheet for creating easy um, blood sugar balancing breakfasts. And if you are a bit stuck on recipes, my entire cookbook is blood sugar balancing, the entire cookbook. So I've literally weighed out the carbohydrates. I have gone to town on making sure that they're blood sugar balancing for you. So that's for free. You can download my cookbook for free in the um, Facebook group. So just look for that and download that for free. Um, and so there are loads of recipes in there that you can try. There are also lots of recipes online. I really recommend looking at Megan Hallett's website and looking at um, Shannon Lepaska's website for blood sugar balancing meals. Um, and just get started with it. Don't worry too much about doing it right or wrong. Really, if you're worried that there's like you're having a high heavy carb meal, just add some fat and protein, add some avocado, add some olive oil, add some nuts and seeds or something like that. And that's going to slow down the release. Protein and fats slow down the release of carbohydrates, um, of glucose, as well as fiber. So as long as you're making sure that your food is fiber rich and it has some good fats and protein, then that's going to be slowing down the release. Um, so you know, in the beginning, if it feels a little bit too much to try and work out like how much carbs you should have, that can get a bit complicated. Just ensure that you're getting all four on your plate and that's going to begin stabilizing your energy levels. You know, this is not always going to be, we can't be perfect. Sometimes this morning, I literally, because I'm on this specific elimination diet, um, I realized that there wasn't the right things in for my breakfast. So I had to go to the shops and get stuff in. So by the time I ate, my blood sugar levels had dropped and I had felt it continuously throughout the day. And sometimes that's just how it is. You know, sometimes we just have to do the best with what we've got and eat a blood stable, blood sugar balancing meal as soon as we can. But we don't need to overthink it. As long as we've got some fiber, some complex carbs, some fat and some protein on the plate, then that's good. Avocado and squash together are a great combination because you've got the complex carbohydrates from the squash um, and the vitamins and the good fats on the avocado. So gorgeous, gorgeous combination. So um, and bananas are are good too. They're just a little bit higher in sugar, and so I would probably maybe pair a banana with some nuts, some nut butter, some fat, or some yogurt. Um, and some of us can be a bit more sensitive to bananas just because they're higher sugar. So, for example, for me, I couldn't eat a banana near my period because it would worsen my endo symptoms. So some of us can just find that higher sugar um, fruits can make us feel a little bit woozy, can affect our blood sugar a bit more and also can affect our inflammation levels a bit more, make us have a bit more pain. But not always. During our ovulation, we are much more able to deal with um, sugar, higher levels of sugar. So I find that if I'm going to have tropical fruits, then I'll have them more in my ovulatory phase than towards my period, because that's when I will feel it pain-wise. Um, so give it a go. See if you, you know, ideally just start balancing your breakfasts, all of your breakfast, but it might take you a week or two to get into the hang of it. You might need to go food shopping. Um, you might need to look up some recipes. So you might want to start with one day, two days, just the weekend, whatever feels good for you. 
this is a year-long challenge so we're going to be layering on the challenges over the year and you'll be learning to get into the habit of these things I don't expect them to be a habit overnight um, and you might not love all of the challenges so if you don't want to do it that's completely your choice um, and if you want to learn more about blood sugar balancing my book has an entire section on blood sugar balancing it goes into deep detail so download the book for free and have a read of that I also have an interview with Megan Hallett, Nicole Jardin and Shannon Lepaski and we talk about blood sugar in all of those so those are really good resources on the podcast and I'll link to them during the week um, so have a look at those let me know if you have any questions and good luck. And I really hope you enjoy these recipes because once you get into blood sugar balancing, you're just going to feel so much more nourished and stable after breakfast and really enjoy it. Um, also, remember, if you're very active, you might need more carbohydrates or food. So feel free to kind of amend the recipes as you see fit. Um, so good luck and let me know if you have any questions. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about what I do or read more on endometriosis and living well with it, um, you can head to my Instagram page, which is this underscore endolife. Um, you can head to my website, which is www.thisendolife.com. And you can also get um, a free guide to managing endometriosis naturally on my website. Um, I've put the link in my show notes. It's a beginner's guide to getting started and all of the areas that I um, have worked on to help reduce my endometriosis symptoms and pain and live well with endometriosis. As always, if you like this show, please rate, review and or subscribe. It really, truly does help others to hear the podcast and hopefully will help them to live better with endometriosis. This episode was produced by The Pod Farm. Whether you're an established podcaster or just getting started, visit thepodfarm.com to see how they can help you go from an idea to a finished show that's ready to be heard by the world.